it is a new era in BCCI politics and this is an emergency stump mic podcast episode on the happenings from Indian Cricket HQ over the past few days with uh, Saurav Ganguly set to take charge as the BCCI president and uh, a whole host of appointments besides. I am Srinath Shripath and joining me is uh, ESPN Cricket Bowl's editor-in-chief Sambit Bal. Hi Sambit, welcome hi, on the pod. Hi, hi. Also joining us is uh, Sharda Ogra, senior editor. Hey Sharda, we could well have been recording this in 2013 or 2011 or any time before the COA began. Never, never ever. Hi, hi, good to be here. <laughs> By the time this goes up, it's quite likely we've had uh, some more developments from the BCCI. Uh, who knows? Lots and lots to go through and chat with the two of you. Uh, first up, uh, Sambit, the former cricketer of, cricketer of Ganguly Stature heading the BCCI and becoming president. Is it reason for optimism as is being seen on social media from the average fan or uh, is there a lot more behind this given his term is only said to be nine months and there's obviously BCCI politics around it? I'll uh, resort to a journalistic cliche here. I'll be cautiously optimistic. What gives me the most optimism is that this is something that you never saw happening in you know five years ago, ten years ago that a cricketer and a rank outsider and such a newcomer into in, in, in the sense that Ganguly has been administrator for five years but we don't become board president in five years so that this couldn't have been possible without Loda hmm. the reforms the reforms or the whatever they mandated but at the same time if you just look at the process Ganguly wasn't elected Ganguly was appointed president hmm. by the almost the same mechanism but the same process that was uh, that's always been around in BCCI where the kingmakers got together and decided who will be the king. This is uh, basically the old guard of uh, Mr. Srinivasan, Niranjan Shah and Rajiv Shukla, the whole lot of people who were there before. Yeah, and and and, and politicians. Hmm. So, you know the, the kingmakers and the power brokers remain the same but they have a shiny new face hmm. uh, which is itself... I would say count for progress. Hmm. And I'm fairly, you know, we, we should all be, uh, you know, you would expect a cricketer of Ganguly stature, somebody who not only led India with distinction, but somebody you would expect would have the cricket's best interests at heart. Hmm. Shada, it was almost, uh, Sambit says Ganguly was an outsider. Ganguly seems to have been an outsider till one hour before the news broke. He... Uh. He admitted himself that uh, he was not in the running till late in the day on Sunday night, if I'm not wrong. So, uh, lots and lots going on behind the scenes. I think when sort of Ganguly got into politi- got into cricket administration itself, I mean, a lot of us felt that, you know, what he really wanted to do was to run the BCCI. Uh, because that is the kind of person that he is. You know, he's uh, just sort of a go-getter and he's a leader and all the rest of it. And, and uh, I don't think he'll be too happy with the fact that he's just got this short term. It's, in a way, uh, you could also say that the short term is to say, okay, let's let's put this out. It, it looks good. The optics look good. It's, it's a very, very famous and a very, very celebrated cricketer who's out there. And then within 10 months, he'll be gone and then we can get back to doing what we were doing. Um, whether that will happen or not happen, we don't know. So it's, just, uh, you know, so, uh, Sambit is uh, cautiously optimistic. I am absolutely excited that there's going to be mayhem you know it's going to follow so but uh, just uh, just understanding that I think he's coming there to be seen as the respectable face of the BCCI and to make sure that the the, the old guard uh, that are there in the background who have basically uh, been disqualified from even uh, holding office at this point in time 
uh, want to have control. So they basically want remote uh, to remote control people uh, that are new, you know, and you see that in various posts across uh, in the BCCI's substructure, uh, sons and family and so on. And um, so, so, but, but whether that will happen, whether anyone can remote control Saurabh Ganguly is, is as good a, it, it, I mean, it's, who knows, who knows. I, I, I think it's very unlikely. You can't remote control or control Saurabh Ganguly. Clearly Saurabh is a uh, strong man and he is, uh, I, he will not be a rubber stamp. That, that you can say they will not be a rubber stamp. But also I think he's a, he's quite pragmatic. You know, he'll be practical yeah. about things that very what he can do, what he uh, can't do, what are the boundaries are. Uh, so I think uh, it'll be interesting in the next how how things unfold in the next uh, three months or one month for all I know. Hmm. Before we get into what we can expect from Ganguly himself, the other bit of cynicism, if you will, from Indian fans is as optimistic and happy as they are to see Ganguly up top. The people around him are sons or relatives of former BCC administrators who were all sidelined after the Supreme Court recommendations. We're talking about uh, Anurag Thakur's brother uh, who's holding a post. There's uh, Indian Home Minister Amit Shah's son who's also part of it. And all the other state associations including Mr. Srinivasan's daughter Rupa who's heading the TNCA uh, soon. So all of that. I'll be a bit of uh, contrarian here. The PCCI, of course, what sort of what brought all this matter to a, to a head was something that was uh, fairly uh, drastic in the sense that things went wrong massively. But BCCI is, was, and I think will remain the best-run sports body in the country. It is also among the best-run cricket boards in the world. So it's not that the, you know, we should... Why do you say that? Because cricket is fairly well run in India. You know the the scale of cricket mm. in India, and, and that part even even under the COA, which we had a lot of disagreements with them, that part didn't suffer. Mm. The scale of CCI's cricket operation is massive, and it's even given uh, the amateur setup that is below it. Mm. It's remarkably efficient. Cricketers have always come. And with all the money that has come in, a lot of it has actually gone into the right things, mm. doing the right things. So, I am not really pessimistic about the same old guard coming back. It's not necessarily, a, it, it wasn't that way mm. in just for pure cricket. It wasn't that bad organization. You know, there have been there a lot of people in, in the uh, old body that includes Mr. Srinivasan are, are fairly passionate about cricket. Yeah. So, okay, that bit is uh, interesting, Shada, because uh, the COA, while they were appointed by the Supreme Court, neither uh, Mr. Rai uh, nor Mr. Guha originally, there's Dan Adulji who's played cricket at the top level. The other people hadn't really been in cricket administration. In fact, none of them had been in cricket administration. Do you see that as a positive in the sense that all these people, or at least the people who uh, preceded them, the, the fathers and the uncles or whoever uh, who held posts in the past, do you see that as a positive that these people have had such long stints and experience in cricket administration? Because that's something that seemed to come out with the COA uh, when they were in charge for the last two, three years. I think, uh, you know, like Sambit said, it was a very well-run organization. 
uh, and it was basically been run in, in uh, it was basically it was a massive it's a billion dollar industry or a company uh, let's call them that that is run uh, sort of almost like on a cottage industry scale of you know management so the question of professionalizing it was was what was always contested by people in authority and this is a pattern that is followed in sports administrations all around the world as they kind of get into the modern age that you need governance standards and and all the rest of it um this is a, the other sort of what uh, i'm in agreement with the fact that um there is a lot of real good work done on the ground uh, about indian cricket you know it it works it functions and in a way as compared to other sports the fact that this had been done to the bcci should have been uh, an example for other sports for this kind of action they, they apparently there is a there is an appeal in the court saying that listen if this is done with bcci why can't this be done with all other sports organizations uh, and of course that's made everybody very very nervous because a particular mindset of person works as a sports administrator you know um whether and bcci's difference point of difference was the fact that it had actually made its sport completely viable profitable and 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 so on um and uh, just another very quick response you know when this whole question of uh, your family can't take part in uh, at one point in the discussions when this was happening and the papers and the drafts were going around and we were talking to people about the loda committee recommendations um one of the clauses possible clauses that had come up was listen let's not allow family to take part or whatever you know i mean this is what we heard that this was discussed and we said it's against fundamental rights that are enshrined in the constitution everyone is allowed the right to stand for office so basically whether you stand for office as an independent or you stand for office as a rubber stamp or a or a you know as someone being remote controlled you can't control that that is that is uh, so that is what has happened at this point in time why these individuals have come in um let us not also assume that people who have power even though they are being rubber stamped are willingly ready to play second fiddle after a few years you know so that also kicks in so there is this whole drama that is going to take place now uh, there is definitely going to be contentious kind of uh, friction amongst uh, people that are there in power those that can't stamp or can't sign or can't do the things that they used to do i was dead sure it would take at least 3 or 4 years for for it to sort itself when it came out i said acha they are going to go to court and it's going to be like indian hockey federation but it is going to take this much time to to sort itself out hopefully it has sorted itself out now you know that was my reaction to it when 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 the stuff happened as people don't see power easily you know so but there is also this other thing that is happening and um so that's the things that we have to see what are the what are they going to uh, uh, sort of what does the president of bcci not the president what do all these other officials of bcci control say saurav ganguly's term is up he's done what he had to do what then will the second generation of people control what will they look after what will they be interested in they will be interested in you know maybe television rights maybe handing out contracts to people that were i mean assuming sort of i'm saying worst case what used to happen you handing out random contracts which were not put up on the website and there was a website that functioned well so all those things have been taken care of and there is sort of you would hope that the checks and balances work like checks and balances you know that there are people now established and entrenched in the organization whether it's an ombudsman or whether there's an ethics commissioner that that these complaints can go to so you know let's hope that's the stuff that needed to be done has done and the and the business of politics is is sort of playing out in its own way i mean there's a governance framework now that is put in place 
what yeah. is interesting is that that governance framework is fairly fairly robust fairly uh, solid but there are of course as we have seen uh, as we have seen that the conflict clause can go to the to another extreme where it does it it actually yeah. prohibits any big bigger players from taking part in in the cricket uh, the process of cricket administration but what what to me will be interesting is that who is going to enforce this governance the the guidelines that are that have been put in place because the coa will go away uh the court appointed amicus curiae he's not going to be there so who is going to ensure that that these guidelines are adhered to or will it then mean that somebody will have to go to the courts again because courts don't have the time to sit and each and every do, issue do, yeah. look at nitty gritties of bcci administration uh so that's what that that's what we'll see because the executive has has been given a lot more power now the ceo and and the professional management has has a lot more power than that they had before hmm. there is a apex council that uh, that is put in place there is the bcci sorry ipl governing council which is larger uh their players have come in you you can say that maybe the, the all this play everybody who's been appointed to this has actually been nominated and not been elected and there's a players is, association for the first but time but maybe maybe by the time the next election take happen th- these things will slowly change hmm. yeah. just on ganguly the first press conference or interaction that he gave he was asked a question at the end as to what he considers the harder job being the indian cricket captain or being the bcci president at the end of it there's a really interesting bit from rajiv shukla standing next to him saying this will be tough too and ganguly just smiles away what are you expecting from ganguly sharda over the next 9 months because he's he needs to vacate the post as per the bcci constitution because he's been in power or in a role for 6 years by the end of those 9 months within 9 months how much realistically can he achieve and what do you expect of him I mean, you have to ask uh, what the BCCI president stands for and what he does. Uh, in the sense, you know, a lot of decisions that have already been taken by COA, which also ran into its, you know, uh, I am the state kind of avatar at one point. Uh, they uh, uh, they've done the stuff, you know, the contracts, this, that, and the other. And and the big lapse that was there in the way the COA and the professional office functioned. in the sense of its almost fanboy kind of approach to how it dealt with the indian team uh, as such uh, that will be absent so maybe in the sense that saurav will be able to be that um, you know or, or president ganguly will be able to be that figure that is now not uh, you know at the at the uh, shall we say not mercy i meant to say he he not be sort of awed overawed by them you know uh, things that are happening around the uh, around the team so that's small stuff i mean that's the stuff but it's important stuff um and i think it's his stature and his position in which he will be able to uh, get a lot of the, uh, the being a symbolic leader is 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 something uh, because of who you what you have done in the past and he has shown that he's able to take over people and situations in that time and he and he won't back off from anything because somebody is a superstar you know so i would be interested to see how what that interplay is like as in how he would function and what he would do i assume a lot of his jobs will be um administrative or ceremonial in the almost in a way but i think establishing that the office of the bcci president now stands for something other than uh what it had 
uh, four or five years ago, what it had become. Uh, and at the same time, it's not like the COA and, and the operations that ran uh, at one point in time. You know, for the for, it's, it's for the BCCI's own sort of quorum or body to take control of what's happening in, in, in Indian cricket. I don't know what something thinks about about this. No, no. As, as I said at the start, I'm I'm cautiously opt- optimistic. I, I think Saurav is the it's the best outcome in this. Of if you look at anybody else that could have been appointed at the CA president, I can't think of anybody that would have excited us more than and than uh, Saurav. Yeah, he knows how to get things done. Uh, he has a he has a strong mind. He has a strong will, and like I said before, uh, he'll be pragmatic. So, uh, I can't really see anything really going wrong here. Hmm. It even, can, even though it's only for nine months, which is... That, a, that, that sort of, I don't know, I, you know, maybe from what you've heard from him, him himself, that he didn't think he'll get the job. Yeah. So, I'm actually surprised that he took it <laughs> for only 10 months. Hmm. Uh, maybe there was no, not even time to think for him, that the, because in 10 months... You, if you want to leave, and and he can't come back for what is the cooling off period? Three years. Three right? years, right, Sharda? If he wanted to leave a legacy or a stamp or an imprint, mm. which, is it going to be possible in ten months? I don't know. Or, or, or are there scope? Or is there scope to change the constitution again? I don't mm. know. The, the the thing about uh, Saurav is that he understands people and sort of interplay of personalities and politics very, very instinctively. So in the sense, you won't be able to hoodwink him into trying. I don't think he can be controlled or like rubber stamped by uh, by anyone. Uh, you know, will he, will he try to change the constitution again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Whatever it is, The one thing that he really knows is how to make sure he has people around him who make him look good. He has people around him who who, who will be, uh, you know, he knows how, he, he can pick, he can spot talent. Whether that's cricket talent or talent and other things as well. Cricket talent, we know he can spot. And make sure that, you know, they feel good about the fact that they're playing, uh, they were playing under his captaincy. Uh, talent in this kind of, in this kind of field. I think it'll be quite interesting to see how, how he makes that work. And, and you know, if he can bring what he brought to his captaincy, that he's, he was the first Indian captain, really, who said it doesn't matter where you come from. If you can win a cricket match for India, that's fine. I'll, I'm going to fight for you. And that's what younger players who came under him always swear by. That sort of backed us to the hilt. And so he essentially demolished regionalism from team selection when he was captain. That's, that's, I think that, to, to me, that was his greater contribution. Mm. Not as much as what he did in the field. If he can bring that uh, to leading uh, the cricket board here, get get the best people. Mm. Uh, he in that's, sense, that's not his choice. He's been he handed over. He can, yeah. yeah, but but you can you can you can influence things. You can you can get uh, forget uh, the office bearers. I'm sure you will have say in finding the right people at the right places mm. as to as how to run cricket. And he's very persuasive. He can basically get people to do what he wants them to do. Yeah, in a sense, like I said, uh, it's it's nine months. It's sort of a twenty twenty innings as a BCCI president. And the first two days, we've heard uh, multiple noises or stuff coming out of the HQ. One of them being uh, Mr. Jory writing to the ICC about the new set of tournaments. There's now news that um, Mr. Srinivasan is going to be the BCCI representative. There's also Ganguly talking about uh, 
going to the ICC and getting India's due revenue share, etc. Do you see him ruffling some feathers at the ICC again, Samir? Like with the old guard? Sohim is not going to back down. He knows, seen, he knows how to fight. He's not going to back down. If he believes that India is getting shortchanged by the ICC, he's going to, he's going to fight that battle. Mm. I just think for this uh, discussion to return to the fact that, you know, oh, India has been slighted in the ICC and all the other sort of old kind of headlines that you get. It's because you can see that the people that were out of power for so many years, it's like they know that they're back and let's now go and beat the ICC up. You know, this is what we can do. That's not what you can do. What you can do is work for the benefit and the improvement of Indian cricket at every level. You know, there is cricket being played in Nagaland and Manipur and Mizoram. Why don't you go and see what's happening there? What's this whole thing about picking a fight all the time? And, you know, the real stuff that has to be done has to be done at the ground level. You know, the stuff at the top is, I don't think there's a problem with the balance sheet or the profit or loss or contracts or whatever the Indian cricket's running. It's stuff at the ground level. How many grounds are there when you need them to be? You know, and all the stuff that was argued about and, and, and in the Lodha committees, you know, the power of your state associations, how well are they going to be run now? What are they doing? Etc. Etc. You know, districts and all the rest of it. That is what is important. How many play, how many people play cricket in India? We still don't have a number. You know, so do that. You don't want to fight at the ICC level for headlines. Okay, just to wrap up the episode, Sharda, uh, if there's one thing that you wish Ganguly could accomplish in these nine months from uh, being BCCI president, what would that be? I think maybe encouraging uh, other players of a kind that are sort of more... First of all, get the conflict of interest clause modified so that you can get the best example, best kind of... Uh, inputs into your administration from good quality cricketers and let them have commentary contracts or maybe, <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> please um, uh, to start with that at least open a discussion about that and then the other stuff about that you have taken cricket to far away new places make sure that there is that, that there is stuff happening for them in levels of infrastructure and coaching and and not uh, you know not shortcutting their way to to being to being in this in this particular position, I think working for cricket, which is what he is for, his best interests are are with Indian cricket, like Sambit said, always. So that's that's what gives all of us hope. So fingers crossed. Obviously, he said something that is very uh, very close to his heart that he wants to take care of first class cricketers. That that's I think is a, is a brilliant thing. But if there is one thing that I want Saurabh Ganguly to do, or any Indian president to do, board president to do, is to take care of the fans. The fans are always peripheral and marginal to anybody's thinking in cricket administration. I've just come back from a uh, test match in Pune where I had great seats. I didn't have any personal discomfort, but I saw people how... Yeah. Even at a test match where only twelve to 15,000 people were there, how tough it was to get it was to get it to the ground. Yeah. How tough it was to you book a ticket online and you still had to wait for two hours to get it. Ticket printed out and walk in the sun and walk in the sun oh, oh. and the approach oh, road is so bad that it's yeah. not signposted. Why? So I would like it's a personal appeal to Saurabh Ganguly. I would like him to put fans at the center of cricket's thinking. Yeah, a long overdue sort of request and plea from fans for so long to get them facilities to get them decent toilets to go to, decent seats to sit in and a good stadium experience where the rest of the world, frankly, has gone way ahead of India. Uh, so, on that note, uh, 
this is the end of an episode where we've tried to cover as much as possible on what Ganguly becoming BCCI president means and what he can try to accomplish within nine months. Thank you, Sharda. Thanks for your company. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Great fun being on, on the podcast. All right. Thank you, Sambit. Thank you. We'll let you get back to your daily duties as editor-in-chief. Thanks to you, listener, as always, for your company. Remember to leave us a rating and your feedback on iTunes. It has helped more and more people find the podcast. Do all the good things you do wherever else you get your podcast from. Until next time then, from all of us at ESPN Cricket 4, it's goodbye. Take care.